everybody hasn't been on the singles corner series have you been enjoying it i have been having a wonderful time on this series i've really learned a lot from our guests god bless them all today we are taking the last episode on the singles corner series i'm your host if you all today and joining me on today's episode with the title temptations in courtship temptations in dating we have a lot of well it's something that is inevitable in a relationship there will always be temptations so how do we tackle the temptations what do we do in the face of temptation do you just sit down there and fall into temptation or do you stand up right against temptation say no temptation i'm not gonna fall to you i'm gonna overcome you and then how do you do that remember the bible says flee so you don't just sit down keep saying oh temptation how we overcome you know you have to flee <laughs> okay don't let me rush <laughs> With me today, viewing with the Axis Spectacle are uh, Jamola and Adeshino. And then viewing with the Root Spectacle are uh, Faith and Peace. Just sit back, relax, and let God bless your life through the words of these people. So today we're talking on... um temptations in in courtship so i guess you'll be taking us on what temptations are what sort of temptations do people face in courtship how to get over them and so on so just relax listen and enjoy the ride so i'll be starting with you faith what do you think what do you think about temptations in courtship should it always happen or it should never happen. So, are temptations in courtship normal? I think that's the question, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's the question. What do you think about it? Should it happen? Should it oh. never happen? It should happen. It is very normal. It happens daily. It's mm. something that every Christian go through. Although we have different types of temptations, right? But being in courtship yes let me just stop there yes it is very normal to have temptations in courtship sexual temptations especially (laughs) okay thank you very much i would have peace what do you think temptation is not something you can just wish away it is bound to happen and it is it is normal as long as 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 you are human there is bound to be temptation. Now the onus is on you. It's on those in the relationship. It's on the two persons and the, the partners in the relationship to overcome it. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Um. What do you think about it, Jamola? Yeah. Good evening. So, what do you think about temptations in um in courtship in relationships? I mean, I feel it's normal. It's normal. It's normal for temptation to to happen in courtship. Because what I feel is, I know everyone is actually we are. We are. I know you guys are about to tell us how wrong it is for temptation to come around in courtship. But I'll tell you, it's it's like an ideal thing. It's something we see as normal because it's a sexual nature. You feel we are human, so it's. It's something that we feel, it's something that should happen, whether we like it or not. Something that is going to happen. Okay. So, do you think it's gender-related? Like, probably there's a particular gender that experiences it the most? 
or that have the um the inability to control it the most damala you i don't i don't feel so i feel it's i feel it's it's all on all gender i think not being specific it's not generic i think it's everyone feels that temptation it comes around it's have its play feel in culture i don't think it's specific to gender okay thank you very much faith yeah so i would say that i agree with damala yeah but then i also think that um personality can probe can give in sort of to how people respond to temptations or how they can be drawn into temptations like um i think the bible says that when you are drawn of your own lust so for for me i could be somebody that um is not drawn towards a kind of temptation that the other person is another person is so i think for temptation like that in in courtship i'm drawn but then there's there's especially when we now look i don't want to go too far into maybe you like physical touch or you don't like physical touch kind of thing like like your love languages and all of that i can be somebody that i'm not so moved by that kind of thing i just i'm just trying to say that everyone is drawn according to his own lust so not really like gender gender but then as we all have our peculiarities of what we can be tempted of or by okay thank you very much wait so can you hear me okay so we're talking about temptations just before you joined we're asking if it is um gender bound like probably there's a particular gender that find it difficult to overcome temptation or whether there's a particular gender that experience it the more the most so what do you think oh, well um i am of the opinion that um, we both have equal chances um, being tempted However, if um, it's generally perceived that the men are probably the ones that they fall into temptation the most or probably get to be tempted the most. So I feel generally we have equal chances of being tempted. But our reactions to it are probably different and I guess I'm the most to have this name that helps. That's my impression. Okay. Thank you very much. I think everybody are predisposed to be tempted, but what we do afterwards is actually what matters. So I'll be starting with you, Peace. Peace, I'm starting with you with the second question. What are the things youths of nowadays do to aggravate temptations? Aggravate temptation? Yes. Well, there's a lot of things happening right now. There is this social media use the social media that is like one of the greatest tools of all time that i know is aggravating temptation you want to stay away from trouble there is the social media telling you hey it's okay to do that you're not alone you're not you are normal in fact if you're not doing this you are abnormal and then there is the peer pressure you know you come from a decent home and then you're just trying to leave out what you, you 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 know you you grew up with and then there is your peers they're in school higher institution where you get to hang out 
they are just there strategically placed to ensure that if you're not strong enough you fall for the temptation there's a whole lot of things available aggravating and then there is the you know advice from peers like it's okay to visit your fiance it's okay to visit them at home it's okay you don't need to you're being too rigid you're being too stiff loosen up you're still going to get married there's a whole lot of things these things whether we look at them to be subtle or mild in the long run they aggravate this temptation i don't know if anybody's getting the point yeah well, yeah we are uh... faith do you want to add anything to what she said Mm, well i don't well i think she has said all and i know i also feel like it boils down to the mindset people have um had when it comes to relationships even though there are so many teachings now on sexual purity and all of that i still feel like a lot of people still cannot understand when (laughs) you say it is not right for you to be alone with some with whoever you're cutting with and like that in probably like in a secluded place and all those things. Some people do not still see anything wrong with it. So and then it aggravates the temptation that they would face while being in courtship. So yeah, I, it's everything she has said, social media and all of those things. All right, thank you very much. Okay, so Dabala, what do you have to say? For me, I don't feel uh, okay, to start with, like I mentioned earlier, I said it's natural for temptation to happen. So I don't feel there is a, I don't feel there is a due cause for it. Like why it should be aggravated, reasons why it gets aggravated, reasons that aggravate it rather. I don't know if you get my point, because so for something natural, it comes as a flow. You don't need a cause for it to happen, because let's. This is a for you to keep a relationship. You have there are things you have to, there are vibes you have to bring into play. You feel most people, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do relationship thing. It's kind of dependent on a lot of people. Some people might actually like that physical torch and all that. So, you know, during those period of that bringing physical torch and all that, you understand it would happen whether you like it or not. So I don't feel it's, I don't feel there's a cause per se for it. There's like, there's something that aggravates this thing. It's sure to happen. We are human, you feel. And it's 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 human to be attracted to things you get my point it's just um having the impulse is okay but how you how it plays right the action you give to it that's what really matters so and again you mentioned uh, someone mentioned um peer pressure the internet today yeah the world today is actually making a fast switch in us you understand mm-hmm. but what can we do we can turn a blind eyes to growth and whatever it has brought us we can say, oh, just because we want to want to do less of education and all that. So it always, whether you like it or not, regardless, it will happen. Temptation will come. So I don't feel there is. If I say there's something that aggravates it, so that's what I feel. Okay, thanks for your own view, Jamala. Where were you in some? Oh well, um, like. Like I have said um, earlier, we we are all exposed to the the room for temptation generally being male or female. 
However, um, like um, I guess the inlet um, thing there is the fact that um, we have already been created or programmed in a way where we have choices to make. So it means that if um, we have been created to make choices between good, evil, between life and death, it means that generally things will come and you have to pick either the good side or the bad side. So it means that that will for it to come itself is a form of temptation, whether it's going to come in a good way or in a bad way, you have to pick a choice. So generally that's it. Eventually, we are now living in um, this current age. In, in fact, before social media advent, has always been existing. So um, this current age, generally, as it's that we are all um, trying to to um, to live a life where we are accepted by each other. It means that um, generally, everybody wants to um, succeed. Everybody wants um, um, things that eventually people get to see you and know that you are doing well or probably everybody wants to feel loved so eventually if you are not doing these things properly you will try to start um, having this psyche in your head for example a guy is dating somebody and eventually he's still getting attracted to that person it is just normal and eventually the the urge that has come will come in the form of temptation itself in which the guy will have to pick whichever one he believes so eventually we are exposed generally irrespective of the age that we are we are exposed generally to these things that are these choices that we have to make but eventually our um our foundation or our upbringing itself will determine how we react to it so generally i believe that whether we're in this current age, the past age, or the future age to come, we are generally still going to be exposed to this things. And um, it's even worse now that um, culture and tradition is probably changing and everything seems to be right now. There's no morals again, so eventually we'll keep facing it. That's um, just my submission without saying too much. I know I said too much, actually. Okay, thank you, Ethan. So we all agree that the world is becoming a very hard place for believers to actually stay their ground and uphold the truth. But notwithstanding, the truth cannot be changed. We all know that. So what can we as Christians do to manage temptations? We already established the fact that it cannot be eradicated completely. So what can we do to manage it? Or I don't know if you guys um, support the opinion that it can be managed. So if you support that it can be managed, what can we do? And if you do not support that it can be managed, what can we still do? So I'd love to start with um, peace. Okay, I started with peace. That's fine. Peace. Let's start with peace. Okay. So um, to manage temptations. Okay. Mm-hmm in courtship so i want to relate temptation as um let's say like something that can be temptation can be youthful lust for example and the bible says flee youthful lust so it, it did not say we should manage or try to you know sweep around it, it says we should flee and when it comes to courtship I feel like 
of which is like we've stated temptation is very normal it's going to breed between you two except you don't have a attra- if you don't have attraction towards your partner then i think you should go back and ask god or it it's just not going to work out the attraction has to be there you have to feel sexually attracted in every type of way to the person but the the things that you can now do to help the both of you i think it starts from the both of you actually because if one person is constantly trying to attain um purity in a in a relationship it's going to be stressful and all of that so the both of you have to have values that you are upholding together that you can always remind each other that okay yes this is this is what we had this is what we we're going to stand for no matter the tension that is you know building up between the both of us and then you put up rules and regulations that is going to help the both of you as much as you're not fleeing from each other you're fleeing from whatever it is that can uh what fire up what it is that both of you are feeling at that moment example is not being in a closed space together alone you know you get and um you know and apart from, okay i think that's one of the questions they're going to ask me really that's later not being in a close place together alone setting up um boundaries that can help the both of you if you're going to be together you could have a third party or something those things are not easy and like i said if you have a christian foundation that's when you're going to make sense but you cannot give this kind of advice to someone that doesn't have like you don't have values already that you are upholding and you are not so i believe you're talking to christians here yeah so okay. having values and setting up boundaries is yeah. yeah you can go ahead see oh okay i thought someone was trying to talk yeah so that's how i feel like that's just the cap of everything how you can um manage the temptation that is going to breed between both of you just have boundaries and stick to it remind yourself of the values that you're upholding and yeah workable boundaries workable boundaries real reality that so that's it thank you um contribution okay yeah so we're asking that um are we supposed to manage temptation if you're supposed to manage it how can we manage it okay um Well, um, temptations are manageable, and um, generally, um, it is because it is manageable. That's why um, we have those um, choices. If, um, if, for example, um, as Christians, we believe that um, the strength of the temptation that we face, it wouldn't give us. something to tempt us that we will not be able to overcome that's um, talking about the strength of the um temptation that we're facing if we agree that it wouldn't give us something beyond what we can do then it means that we believe generally that it's something that we can overcome and there's always a way to escape from such um, temptations so generally i i um like what um the first speaker said in which Amon has um, the room to always flee and then that one should have the the um insight to know when something is going to 
it's going to probably lead to something and then probably flee away from it. It doesn't even have to be directly with your spouse. Sometimes it could just be with a friend. You should be able to sense when the tension is probably um, going to get higher. You probably um, just leave that place. But um, as Christians, um, I believe um, one first needs to be conscious of um, of um, God and um, one, when one is uh, conscious about God and his um, words towards us and probably has the fear of God, I guess um, it makes it easier for somebody to to be able to flee from it. It means that once you are scared of the repercussion of something, it makes you it makes you think about it well before doing it and eventually if you are to do it you probably know that <laughs> that you are to, i don't know how to put that it means that the fear the mm. fear was probably lesser than um, the temptation that you faced that's on one side um but when one is to look at it okay eventually still as christians okay pray for strength we all know eventually but are those things really practical then um, I just think really practical when we say pray for strength and everything. Eventually, we have already agreed that um, He has given us, or He give us temptations that will not will allow temptations rather that will not be more than your um, level of maturity. So eventually, it means that even if you grow in spiritual maturity, your temptation level too will have to grow to meet up with whatever this is. But eventually, it will still mm. be it will still be more than. I'm just using the literal meaning of. Um, not being more than mm. you understand. So um, I believe um, generally fear of God, your moral standard. I guess um, if one lives um, a life with um, a very high moral standard, it makes you conscious of the fact that um, you are not supposed to do something, or probably you are, you are living the life of a role model. It probably mm. keeps you conscious, just the same way the fear of God will keep you conscious about them, some decisions that you are about to take, then the kind of people that you keep around you will play a vital role. It means that even if you see those things that will tempt you, you probably see somebody that was going to tempt you, you will not be able to talk about it with your friends. Or your friend sees it, you have to hide. Or you have yeah. to just um, say it and the person um, books it. So eventually when you have somebody that you can share, something with that you know that eventually the person is a like mind it makes it easier for you to resist the devil so eventually i guess um i guess generally it's just um got the christian way and eventually practical way still has to be your moral standard moral standard will help out and probably the fear of your spouse too, or respect of your spouse eventually respect to still be about a moral standard if you don't have a good moral standard you will not respect who you are dating to. So, um, thank you. That's, that's it. All right, thank you. Thank you, Faith. So, I think I would love, love to add um, the point accountability. Accountability is very important. That's why it's always necessary that you have um, like a spiritual edge, like or a mentor or someone superior to you that you both are actually account- uh, um, accountable to. That way, that person will be able to measure your growth. Okay, that person will be able to keep you guys on track. So that even when even when you're passing through temptation, you can always share it with that person, and that person can give maybe better practical ways of overcoming them. Thank you so much, my lovely speakers. Okay, so I'll move to the next question. 
Uh, okay, I'll start with faith. <laughs> faith. So, what do you say about visiting your fiancé, your friends? And then, you know, I think maybe in the older generation, they feel like if you take one person with you, so that that person serves as a witness so that nothing goes wrong. But in this generation, you don't find that again in this generation. We'll go alone. <laughs> we'll go alone. <laughs> yes, that is it. Do you think that's an added reason for why sexual purity has been compromised in our world today? Well, the right thing to do, basically, is not... I feel like at the... It's right and it's not right. Visiting alone and having someone with you. I, 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 um, I think it's an understanding between the both of you that um, when you've, I think when you've gotten to a, a, a particular situation where you know that being alone together does not help you both. I don't think it starts like, I don't think the attraction or something like that starts immediately that, oh, we're just, we started to court and then I'm in your house and that's all like that's those things now come to mind and all that. But then you still do not we cannot play with the devil. We can't we can't be playing uh, you know with the devil just because we think we know ourselves. So I would still stand with the fact that it is not entirely right for you to visit the person's your fiance's house alone. Because in as much as you say you trust yourself, our flesh is not sanctified. Our flesh is not sanctified. It's not mm-hmm. spirit-filled. <laughs> our emotions are not spirit-filled, I mean. So it's good that even if you want to be alone, be in a public space that, okay. you, that you know, you can have public eyes looking at you or be, like, take somebody with you. It's, it looks archaic, but... I'm going to that's what that's what I'm going to stand with. Okay, so Winston. You up us out no. again. Winston. Okay. Yeah, so what um Pete already stood our ground. I would like to ask you what your ground is. Well after that, I'd like to I would like you to answer this question. Taking someone along will it not be like a form of intrusion? Do you guys still have that, that chance to discuss maybe deep things and maybe just plan your future you know things that maybe top part is not supposed to hear don't you think that would be an entrance for your your own view first of all okay um well um there's no there's no hypocrisy with um these words when i'm saying that in the sense that i personally wouldn't like my girl coming with somebody with the intention that um, you are probably not safe with me and you feel the third party is the one to make it safe. Mm. That's one. And um, I guess that is also practicable depending on the age of the people we are talking about. So mm. Eventually, when one is talking about courtship, one will believe that um, they are of the they are of a particular age or quarter to getting married. Unlike a regular relationship that um, even a secondary school student can have. So um, a secondary student who has um, 
who um, probably has that kind of a relationship will benefit more from going with friends, especially when the person has such a moral standards that I, I wouldn't um, want to fall or be overpowered by this person. But eventually, if somebody is getting to a particular stage, I believe that um, is not very practicable. I'm not saying once in a while you will do it, but for how long will you be? Your friend one day will go to our, our boyfriend's place, and I'm sure the two of you will have a clash, and eventually the two of you cannot visit each other. With yeah. okay, let's spend one hour in this place and one hour there. So I don't um, actually believe it's very practicable. Once in a while it will happen, yes. But sometimes you'll be left alone to deal with it. So I feel um, one of the ways of dealing with um, um, something like that, I'm going to use um, a life um, example in the sense that um, I believe um, a female, uh, well, the female gender has, um, they have this natural gift of um, calming situations down, except they are not very interested or probably not calm enough to or not skillful enough to do that. Mm. I know, or I, I was probably in a relationship where um, when the girl tells you, calm down. <laughs> when she tells you, calm down, I don't know. It's like um, she uses just, you just, all your, all your um, jumping up and down, we just, we just calm down actually. And she really stood her ground and, um, um, unfortunately, we are not together anymore, but I could say that for a period of one year, we didn't have anything that intense together. And it was it was not because um, we did not um, probably kiss or, or, um, or, or stay alone in the house. But eventually, she knows when to come your your nerves down that other calm down calm down calm down calm down and she will jump away you understand eventually one year went to when um, the unfortunate will happen and then uh, that would be so i believe that generally in as much as um, like i've said the tension can be perceived if one doesn't have that um, maturity to deal with it at that point yes you flee but um Yes, sometimes too, especially if the person isn't somebody that really has good intentions for you. Yes, I think I, that's important to keep. If the person, if your spouse is a boyfriend and not a potential husband, I'm talking from the female side now because it's usually easier. Most times it's more of the men um, pushing their way through. So if um, the guy is not... Um, having that um, clear mind towards you, it might be difficult to even calm the person down because eventually it can become a rape. You understand? But if it's somebody that really sees the future with you and the person knows that, well, um, there's no rush to this thing. And eventually, I'm sure in picking somebody, you would have had your your um, your criteria to picking this person, maybe the person's moral standard or whatever um, standard that you are using. So eventually, if the person is um, a good person, let me just use that word, a good person, the person will probably see you in the future and will be able to listen to your coming um, strategies in which you use. However, if you know you cannot control the situation, then you flee. You flee mm -hmm. and, um, and address the issue later. That's, okay. uh, that's my own um, take on that. Okay, Faith, I'll have to continue with you. Okay, but let me, sorry, let me add. 
to that um, stuff. Okay. So I also think that sexual purity is not just about um, the physical sex stuff that just happens. So th- you can be tempted and then do stuff even through um, chats. You can have impure chats and you know that this is arousing what is not with the other person. And both of you are you're not seeing each other, but then you're doing things already. So whether you go to the person's house or you are doing it through chat or whatever means, it's, it still depends on the fear of God that you both have. So when you both have the fear of God, whether you're in the house or whether you're chatting, all those things, the avenue of the temptations can be there, but the fear of God keeps both of you in overcoming the temptations. So, yeah. Thank you. I was just about to ask you about that. What role does communication and dressing play? And things that you just talked about. Okay, so I would like to ask, when it now comes, let's assume that people are in courtship now. Now, I want to talk, not them now, but those outside. When it now comes to seduction, probably there is someone out there seducing brother. Or someone out there seducing this, what can they do? Ah, somebody is seducing brother. We somebody is like eh. <laughs> it's to flee me, just the same <laughs> way. Um, was it Joseph? Oh yeah, Joseph. Uh-huh. So if any seduction comes, you don't have to manage it that one is not management it's seduction you flee you cut off if it takes you cutting off the person you do so <laughs> that's what i feel so okay um, do you think the person should inform his fiance about it i feel that's the easiest way i feel that's the easiest way to get out of the family even if you are not totally going to get out completely at least you have a supporter Mm. You have somebody that is with you all the way. Mm. I guess that's the easiest thing. Just, just discuss it. Otherwise, mm. otherwise you're on your own. Damola, are you there? Mama, I said it all. Before motor starts, they jump police. Police, they jump motor. Because he said it all. But me, I feel the best thing is just be with someone you can count as an accountable partner you understand someone you can talk to so it will make all those things more easier you feel because even okay i think i missed i missed this part when i was talking about managing um temptation you have to be with someone knowing your partner is something so it has to be with someone an accountable partner because when you the ways to when you're trying to manage these temptations you understand when it's coming from your partner when she's actually giving approach, when she's giving a different approach to what you're bringing, temptation, it's it's green light now. And when it comes like that, and she's trying to like bring her own ways to end it, it has to be in a very, 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 very polite way. I don't think if you're following me, it has to be in a very, very polite way because if it's not, it can either end your relationship and there's something again about, about your approach. And that mm-hmm. is more me. There's something me. I feel that if if someone is giving a wrong approach to something, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it will make you want to see that. It will make you want to get that thing you're missing again. I don't think, I don't know if, if you understand what I mean. If someone is saying no to something, yeah, it will give you more reasons to chase that thing more. So, yeah, yeah, giving that temptation, it's, it's still that green light thing. So, if you, you have to be with an accountable, for someone you call accountable, you feel, someone that can even, that can, that can bring this approach to like end it in a very, very good way, which is not going to break anything. Someone that can revoke anything you're feeling in a very cool way. And yeah, you guys have no problem about it. So that's what I feel. Because this relationship, man, it comes with vibe in and vibe out. You have to keep bringing vibe in. And along the line, you see, that's when, okay, it's, it's, okay, let me bring this, Chris. It's not like this um, religious thing that you will start, your calls will just be about, hello, how far? Okay, sister, Kemi. Brother Kenneth, Monique and Kenyani. You would have to, you have to wait till the end of the call before you tell her. Uh, hey, you understand? It's not how we play out in the real life. The real life, you want to keep it going by telling her, uh, telling her how sweet she looks. You understand? All the kind of words. Rem, try to remind her that she's, that you love her and she's beautiful and all that. You know, some of these moments you can actually or more they feel brainwash you with too much talk and you guys start doing things you feel my point so it has to be with someone you know can actually stop this and revoke this immediately because you might get lost and then mistake will happen before you start be waiting this all so you feel so i feel accountable partner that is it thank you very much you know in this generation that we have now um staying under the same roof with your um proposed um, partner actually seems um, to be acceptable in this world as, as of today. People say it has been normal. Okay. How can we, how can we cope it? How can it be coped? First and foremost, then, there is a word for that. It's called cohabitation. The Bible, yeah. doesn't, the Bible, yeah. the Bible doesn't suggest what it thinks the Christian should do. Mm. Now, the way of the world, world it's either you are in or you are not in. You cannot be sitting on the fence. Mm-hmm. You do get. So there is something called cohabitation. As a Christian, it doesn't matter what everybody is doing. You know what mm-hmm. is right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't even consider it in the first instance. It is wrong. Mm-hmm. It is unacceptable. What would Jesus say about? It? What does the Bible say about it? You mm-hmm. pay the bride to do what is proper. You get married, and now you have the license to stay under the same roof. Until then, it is it is called cohabitation, and I don't see anywhere where that was that was allowed. I mean, for example, Ruth went to uh, to meet Boaz. You see, she just went there night, and then he was very careful to make sure that he know what she, he knows what she did was 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 not was not okay. It wasn't an acceptable culture. So that was why you mm. see his old house leave before dawn. I don't want people to see mm. you. I will come and do the right thing by you. Mm. I will come and do the right thing by mother, who was not me. This standard is something that should be debated at all. It's either you are here or you are not here. So as a Christian, we should even think of a way of curbing it. We should not even do it in the first instance. You want to stay together so bad, let him come and do what is right by your parents and what is right yeah. by the word of God. Like- Exactly. Exactly. Faith, you want to add anything to that? No, just finished it. Okay, now, so we're moving to the last question. I'm sure you guys are having a nice time and there's one podcast in the session, right? I want to cite 
a live example, a live experience to us. After which I will ask a question. I heard of a lady who, who was dating this guy. They've been making wedding plans. They have a date already for the wedding. And then they've been keeping their marriage bed on the file in court. As a matter of fact, I heard the lady, Jean, I think she's almost 30 and she's a virgin. The guy knows that. And then, unfortunately for them, a week before marriage, the guy lost guard. And then, you know, he told the lady that they should have something together, even though the wedding was like a week. And, you know, with the excuse of course, you're not getting married in maybe five days, let's just do it. Nothing is going to change, you know. <laughs> For that kind of person, preparations are made already, Ashabi has gone out, everything has been settled. So the lady accepted. And the very next day, the guy called off the wedding. True life story. This one is not inside. All story as a real life experience. The next day, the guy um, called off the wedding. So I want to you guys to say something on that. Called off the wedding. We need reason. I don't know too. But all I know is that they are the previous night then the next morning the guy said he you know they interested again i cannot judge the guy because if, <laughs> yeah if there's something is it's true now i mean i can't judge the guy yeah you feel oh, if well, he had said something or if, if you can tell i said something then out okay no mm-hmm. okay this guy is bluffing this guy is actually part of this but no reasons for me when i actually come from oh um it's still this is cohabitation issue like this if it be problem from cohabitation like this if you say they don't cohabit before they go don't say there's something something they saw well my question is actually this what happens if one of the intending couples lose guard it can be the male it can be the female and the person is like maybe we are getting married so let's just taste this thing now and when weddings in one moment let's just taste it's already sure that we're going to get married let's just have a taste so what do you guys think report to your pastor yeah. Come and question your daughter. I don't I don't know if you remember um, a conversation where I was saying um, um when when somebody says um, somebody is um, is toasting him or her and at the end of the day the person says I'm going to go and play about it and and something then the Holy Spirit will tell you that okay this is my guy and everything. I don't know if you remember that conversation. The truth is um personally I believe more in the choices that one makes. And at the same time, too, um, even if we want to come um, to the biblical side, the truth is that there is no condemnation eventually. If it happens, it has happened. Move on. It is a man that does not forgive himself from any temptation that he has fallen into. He's the one that will get condemned. Judas did this same, but there was room for forgiveness but at the end of the day he probably felt he has committed a very great thing and he took care of decisions by himself but the truth is that if he had had if he had, had the opportunity to to um, restitute himself he would have been forgiven and it will go you understand so eventually even whether it is two days to the day or it's one year to the day if it happens it happens move on 
um, try to try to face it. If your morals or your belief says that I am not going to do this, stick to it. You understand? And um, if um, if you are someone that your morals does not even click or does not even go in that um, line, but eventually the summary of it is: if it happens, it happens. That's the truth. If it happens, it happens. There's no there's no there's no room to to be grieving on on spilled milk. Move on. That happened. And move on. That's it. Showing some is there any other response, ladies? Um Damala, anybody wants to talk again? Ah, before before you know they talk, say my motto jump police. My police jump motto. Make I hear from the girls first before I talk. Well, I agree with them. With um, what has happened has happened. But on the fact that you guys know the that it has to be two people agreeing to have agreed to to having top sexual purity. And you know that both of you have you are it's not like one person is feeling like eh, I didn't do anything and the other person is saying oh I did something agree mm-hmm. that yes this is something that you have done yeah it is in the sight of God and in the sight of the moral standards that you have set and um, if you also have a spiritual mentor over you can't you sorry I also feel like you should like he said have your rest it's it's, it's good to be accountable to the fact that okay, we are sorry we've done and life moves on. If the church says you're not going to never going to join you, you can always go and do your court wedding and life goes on. Sister 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 Now now you just bust my head. It's true now, I guess. If if they we don't join you together, guy, go get your court in and just get it done, man. Oh, more we move or oh, not all this motor jump for this story. But f- <laughs> okay, thank you everybody. But I just want to say one last thing. Um sexual purity, having to stand to the very end, all depend on your reason. You know, some people say I don't know have anything until marriage. What is your reason? Is it because others are doing it or you have this personal conviction like okay? I'm doing this because I have a fear of God. I'm doing this because my Bible commanded me to. Not just because someone is forcing you, but because you have seen it and you are convinced that you want to pursue the truth to the very end. So, my guest, I am Team Sexual Purity. And I'm sure you all are Team Sexual Purity, right? Faith, I am. I am. Peace. All of us are team sexual purity, but it does not mean that does not mean that we are not sexually purified in our hearts. That's so. Okay. It's a state of mind. Mm. It's a state of mind. Mm. All right, it is well. Thank you very much, everyone, for your time. Amen. I'm really, really grateful. God bless you all. Ah, praise the Lord. It's been an amazing section. Thank you to all my guests. This episode is a very wonderful one. Our guests have spoken sincerely without mincing words, without hiding anything. I really hope that 
God will grant us the grace to yield to what they've said. God grant us the grace to overcome temptations, to flee when we are supposed to flee. You know, it's good to be wise. We will not be foolish in the face of temptations. And may the devil not get a hold of us in Jesus' name. We've come to the end of the singles corner. Don't worry, we're bringing up the married, married ones corner too. Very soon. Thanks for joining us for all the four episodes on this series. Talk to you again next week. Take care of yourself, everybody. I'm your host, Ife Olua. Rush me your comments, read your reviews, and your questions. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,